It's the one place in all of the internet where you'll find four guys talking pro wrestling way too seriously. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, Brandon Linton, and AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I can tell you what's up. What's up is that uh, it's probably the beginning of the end. <laughs> it's what's up. And not just for WWE. Hi. Jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton. It's episode number, uh, I believe, 16, as in the number of minutes that went by after Brandon so passionately tried to get us to believe that nothing was going to change until we heard the first report that Vince McMahon wanted creative control back. And then that went away. No, not really. Not at all, in no, fact. No, it was a rumor. The ru- people were assuming that's what it was with the vague tweeting, and then it came out that it was actually about the other thing that was also proven there's to be false. Like si- well, that was, that was a different thing during the week. There's been, no, like it was, 60 it was different, the there's been like 60 different things during the week from people saying they still believe... That he's trying to find out a way to get creative control once the company is sold to whoever so, so, it gets so, sold no, to. So that's not what happened, though. What happened was people were vague tweeting about the, the Saudi thing. And people were making assumptions based on those vague tweeting. And the rumor mill just got so out of control that it was hard to know what was a real rumor and what was stuff being made up because of what they assumed people were vague tweeting about. And... Sean Sapp actually cleared almost all of it up by saying, "This is what they're vague tweeting about." Well, I, you're you're talking specifically. That's, I'm saying that unrelated to the Saudi report, there have it was been the same day. All throughout today, there have been more reports about it. Every day, there has been someone else who has said there is belief within the company that Vince McMahon is trying to get creative control back. Oh, I didn't see that anywhere. Yes, it's been all over the place this week. It's all anybody's. But been is it like the credible people saying that? Some of them. Um, I Meltz, haven't seen one. Meltzer for sure. Oh, uh, he said that? that. Yes, Meltzer said uh, the fear in some places that McMahon will maneuver himself back and running the company or handing the creative was the not fear. That listen, and being in charge of hiring and firing is not the case today. That doesn't mean things won't change. Right, that's nothing. He said nothing in that. He literally oh said nothing. Oh, my God. I, I appreciate I could say that. I, I could say what he just but said. But you are not Dave Meltzer. No offense. You're better looking for what it's worth. I no, got to give but, you that. But, like, if you read what... Come on, man. You're better than this. No, read no. what he said. He said nothing. I, what I'm saying is nothing definitive. I said it was rumors. What I'm saying is that every... Dave Meltzer, if Dave Meltzer knows the fact that Vince McMahon has no interest in getting back creative control, then he immediately says that. I'm telling you, there is no world in which that's the case. He doesn't know that. So he doesn't say that. So instead... No one knows that, right. That's the point. <laughs> that's the no, point of all of this. No, you're saying there's rumors that it will happen. No, I said it was rumors that he wants it. Well, of course he wants that's it. That's the I mean... point. <laughs> like, the point is, it's why everybody's on... Freaking eggshells. Well, that and the other thing. Like that, the other thing is significant. There's no doubt about but it. But the but the other thing was also blown way out of proportion. Well, we mm, we think it was blown out of proportion that night. It definitely doesn't mean it's dead. It definitely no, doesn't mean, I mean it like ain't gonna happen. Listen, if, if you're telling me something is going up for sale, of course th- that 
entity might be one of the interested parties. But that that's no different than people saying Tony Khan is going to buy WWE. Uh, I'll tell you why it's different. They have more money. Let's let's be frank. Unless there's a, unless he's compiled a group of other billionaires that could match that offer. <laughs> I mean, you, you never know. Uh, do I never know? I guess. Like, I guess it's possible that all of the billionaires in the world went to Tony Khan and said, <laughs> "Sure, you can represent us against this thing that has hundreds of billions of dollars to spend on something." Sure, I mean, but wasn't the report that that was laughed off? That's the report I read today. Was that they were laughing at that? Who internally was? who was wwe officials okay we're we're laughing at that I, I i did not see that but i'll i hope that you're right about that i mean i i hope because at the end of the day if if what you said is that this is only about vince mcmahon being there to facilitate getting the best thing for a sale there is no question how he's going to stand to do the best in a sale like there is no doubt about that now i hope uh, that's not the case, by the way. I see this is from Ringside. Uh, Ringside News. Rings. I don't know enough about Ringside News to know whether or not it matters. I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't tell you enough about Ringside News. In fact, looking at it, I'm guessing it's probably not the most reliable source. Yeah, I don't. This, nah, I would not. I would not be using Ringside News as anything to suggest that that matters. But that's where it came from. Everybody in the office was talking about the Saudi reports, but most were laughing about it. Was the quote? But it came from Ringside News. So I got nothing. I got nothing for that. Um, I I don't know, man. I don't want to spend too much time on this because. I, but but I. This is the reality, though, dude. Like this is this is the life of being a WWE fan at the moment. It's it is it is difficult to be invested i got i got the the you know the hell of the text on monday night from a buddy of mine who said what would what would this mean if it was true for you and i was like for me it probably wouldn't mean a whole heck of a lot but it it would make me have to think about whether or not i was still okay like i and that's why it was so jarring and so until it's dead dead until there's no chance at all of that scenario playing out, bro, it's going to be a... I'm going to get the heebie-jeebies every time I think about it. Right. I mean, listen, the fact that so many people are talking about it just makes makes you stressed about it, right? Like, but I think Aaron pointed out the most relevant point, which was that, like, it was all wrestling people that were talking about that, right? No, if if it were a done deal, I do agree with him that it would have been reported if by... If there were even a remote chance of it being a done deal, uh, it would have been reported by someone else. That... You already have the re- real reporting of the other people that right. are interested. To me, that offer would be so significant and that news would be so significant that that would have gotten more play than the people that are getting play now. I mean, that would be much if, more of a as much as I as much as I hear what you're trying to say. I think those people also have to be more responsible with their reporting than dirt sheet wrestling reports do. So if that's the whole point, no, it, but it, what it, I'm saying, it's what not I'm, a credible. What I'm saying is, if someone within the WWE office was saying, "Dude, I'm just being as honest as I can with you about this," like Vince is having those conversations, that's real. Someone who works for, say, CNBC 
is supposed to step in and say, okay, well, where do we go from there? Whereas somebody who works for, no offense, ringside news, or whatever it is, can just roll with it as much as they want to roll with it. Yeah, but aren't they reporting the Tony Khan thing? Who? CNBC or whatever? I don't know who it was. That, I mean, there, there, there was a list of names that got put out there, and it included the Saudis. Like, they there were was, on the someone list. Someone was following, like, a live CNBC broadcast that it was might, talking about this. It might very well be that CNBC was talking about it. But if they reported it in that way, that, like, there's a list of names that are out there, then they... WWE's smaller rival AEW interested in merger, sources say. So you're telling me they would report that and not the other thing? I don't know. I don't know. And that seems a little weird to me. Because it's sources say. I mean, it's not like you know. But you I can don't say know. the other thing in sources. Say. I understand that, but there is a difference between business sources that you're using versus. I, and I'm trying to come up with an example of this. If the source that whoever it was that started this, and I don't even remember the guy's name that started this whole snowball on Monday that everybody ended up Steven catching up to. Something. And yeah, they pants the shit out of him because he also said Sasha Banks was going to be on Dynamite. Ooh, rough week for that guy. Right. Um, but it, but it was not like there were a bunch of other people that were banging the drum without like saying, "Hey, we think this guy is wrong." There were a bunch of so if and I'm 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 making something up here, right? But if that person's source is someone who literally only works on the wrestling side of things, right? Sure. Who said to them, "Dude, I'm telling you what I'm hearing. Like, just understand this." I'm going to guess that CNBC's source isn't. It, it, I'm trying to Sarah Del Rey. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to guess that their that CNBC's sourcing doesn't come from Jason Jordan. You know what I mean? Right. So if someone like that, and I'm I'm just throwing names out there for the sake of throwing names out there. I have no idea if someone from the wrestling side of things says, "Dude, this is what I'm hearing." I can understand why it would be wrestling people that would be reporting that and not major news organizations that would be reporting that because I don't think, I could be wrong, that anybody at CNBC has Jason Jordan's phone number. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is a huge crossover. <laughs> he is Kurt Angle's son. That is true. That is a great point. It was great to see those two uh, reunite a couple weeks ago. Love, love that. It was I, I don't know. Yes. I, I... There's a lot of people listed in this article, man, and Saudi Arabia is not one of them. I'm just saying. There's uh, Netflix. There's uh, Comcast, Endeavor, which got a lot of play today, actually. Um, I saw that on ESPN today. So, like, I don't know, man. I've also seen Disney this week. I've seen a bunch of things this week. So, I think this... But this is the only real article I've seen. Like, I've seen a lot on Twitter. Here's the CNBC article. Those names I just listed are the ones listed in this. Um, there was another, let's see. Was there a... No, CNBC is the most credible anyone that I've seen in an article. The rest are all wrestling things. So, like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot to play out here. I I 1,000% agree with that. But the reality of these are people that Vince McMahon has done a lot of business with over the years is is a factor that can't be dismissed, and I understand why there would be fear. And I'm going to have fear. I hope that it's not a thing. But the secondary part of it being whoever the buyer ends up being, if Vince McMahon wants one of the conditions to be that I want to be involved, that I want to continue to work, that's 
That's problematic for wrestling fans as well. In a perfect was world, it en- en- Endeavor was the one that came out and said no, right? Uh, that was the one that, that said they if, would not if allow I, him. I, I, you, I'm, I'm going to trust you. I did not know that. I, I believe I and I, again I've read so much on Twitter right. that I can't remember what's real and what's just some guy talking on Twitter, but somebody th- there was there was something that said like Endeavor said or there was a source that claimed or whatever, um, but who knows if that's real? No, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know either. That is that is. <laughs> I mean, Dana one. White is still there, right? Uh, that is. I mean, does it endeavor own UFC? I believe that's or that at least press con- that was a hell of a press. Yeah, conference. it was a hell, no doubt. That was a hell of a <laughs> press conference. Um, look, man, I I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. But you know, nothing about this week has been good. That this even even if you dismiss the Saudi Arabia things, even if you completely take that off the table, the idea that Stephanie McMahon does not want to work with Vince McMahon plays absolutely into every single one of our fears about Vince McMahon, right? Yes. Like, I, you can't shake that. That he is almost poisonous to the thing that you like. So much so that his own daughter won't be around if he's involved. That's disastrous. The, the biggest disaster will be if Triple H steps down. Then it's over. If he steps down, then all every single bet. Is all, well, I mean, is if he office. steps down, I I don't know what the company is. I mean, I guess I don't know what power Nick Khan has. Like I, 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 boy, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. But yeah, this is a, it's been a brutal week for fans of WWE. Um, it's been, I don't know. I don't know. I could say it's been a bad week programming wise. Like the programming's been fine, right? Like I think it's been okay at least if not you know fine but for all the other things for the the fears about what any of this could mean again even caking saudi arabia utterly and completely off the table there has just been no good news that's come down during the course of this week and it truly feels like there is one man that's sort of lording over all of it that it's just nightmarish to think about from the perspective of being a fan. Maybe from the business perspective, it's the absolute best thing that could possibly happen. Maybe Vince McMahon will 1,000% do the best job that anybody could do from a business standpoint in selling WWE or you know, putting it out on the market, realizing that it's not worth it, and then trying to shore up a plan moving forward. I don't know, but every other ounce of it just leaves you very, very nervous, <laughs> extraordinarily apprehensive. Um, is there anything else we need to cover with Vince McMahon? No. All right, good. <laughs> Please. Good. Hey, man, this is this is life now, bro. <laughs> like until this thing, until at least this might be the death of, of the show. <laughs> dude, I don't know what else there is. We, like every week until something happens, it's going to be this, and there's going to be more rumors, and there's going to be more. I don't like it. I don't want it to be like this. But there is an all talent meeting at SmackDown tonight. Oh, is there? There is. Is it? What are the details of that? Who? No me... details. Just Sean Sapp said there's an old talent meeting, so it's it, it's either just another reassurement or it's the bomb dropping, right? <sighs> of here's Vinny Mac. Yeah, right. He's in charge again. <laughs> He's coming out tonight at the open of the show. God damn. God damn. How insane. Okay, I know we said at the time that it was insane. As time passes, that seems even more insane that that happened. 
Um, I mean, in, it it seems even more reckless, but not really insane to me. This it actually everything that we've learned since then sort of fortifies it, doesn't but, it? But I mean, no, no. I mean, I mean the the, the fact that he got, I mean, essentially was pushed out of his company and in a sense forced himself back in, but like. They did that thinking he wasn't going anywhere. And like a month later, he was gone. I, I don't know. It's just so bizarre. Like, but this company has a history of doing knee jerk I think shit. What's, like I think that. what's interesting is trying to figure out. Remember the Chris Benoit, like, tribute Raw? Mm, do I ever? When they said that, that he passed away and yes. all they did was do a Chris Benoit tribute. And then and you at found some, out at some the point next during day? The, Well, actually, at some point during the show, they oh, realized really? what was going on. But oh, wow. they were already too deep into it, so they just finished the show. And then, if I remember correctly, the West Coast feed never aired. Oh. Like, oh. You can go back and double check that. Because I've this is a, one of those... This is with the broadcasting side of me where it gets interesting. But if I remember correctly, the story is... They started the show truly believing that Chris Benoit and his family had all been murdered by someone else. At some point during the show, they got to an understanding that that probably wasn't the case. And, and they did all these interviews and But they had like they had taped most of them before the show had started. And then at that point they right. had they had nothing to pivot to. Like they didn't have an option but to finish doing the show that they had put together. And I man, hang on a second. I now I need. To, oh yeah, it's said in other countries. In other countries, they replaced it with a John Cena recap show. Wow. <laughs> I I could have sworn maybe on the West Coast feed they put a thing at the bottom of the screen saying there's something about because I was living in Phoenix at the time and I was watching the East Coast feed because I had Direct TV, but I had asked a couple of my friends because we started getting the information during the show um and i remembered like i don't know i got it mm. in fact anyway. anyway sorry yeah i don't know how we got there i don't know how uh, that sorry happened. yeah where to go but is, no, that you. is that that makes sense i mean if you start finding that out that's what you should do i mean what the hell else do you do all right now as far as what happened this week let's go to that and and uh. boy boy it's really difficult for me to think about what happened <laughs> at all when it comes to this. So, Roman Reigns, we didn't know was going to be at SmackDown last Friday. Right, and he was. He was. He was at SmackDown, um, and it it created another step. I'm really struggling with this, right? Because I know it has to happen, but I'm I'm almost weirdly... There's, there's twofold. One, and I was thinking about it the other day again when you and I were texting. I'm again mad that they have the golden opportunity here in front of them. They have to do another championship match at, at WrestleMania, right? Like, they have to. This is their chance to do a Sammy Kevin WrestleMania main event. They've had so many chances, and they're going to F it up again, and we're never going to get it. We're never, ever going to get it. But if there was ever the perfect time to do it, this actually would be the perfect time to do it. It would just require you blowing up what you were supposed to be doing and instead doing that. Which but you would, would have to figure out the belt part of that. Yeah, but they're going to have to do that one way or the other. But I'm just saying, it's not a main event unless there's a belt. I agree, but that's they're, they're clearly planning on doing something to create a secondary belt. Wouldn't it make more sense if it was Roman do Reigns? Think, do you think that'll happen before WrestleMania? 
Do I think that will happen before? Yes, I think that there will be. I, I'm not convinced. I think that there will be. I, I mean, every ounce of reporting. No, but, is but, that, no, but hold on. Remember that how many times they've reported that they were trying to figure out something to do, and then they just. Didn't uh, no, I do it. I understand. I'm saying the internal. Every ounce of import reporting about the internal WrestleMania plans involved there being a second championship match. So. Like, could they get to a point where they just say, this is too messy, we don't know what we're doing, we're not going to do it? Yeah, of course. That's absolutely possible. But until that reporting changes, I'm going to continue to believe they're going to try to figure out a way to do it. And the interesting part being that wouldn't it be easier to do it if if Sammy did something to prove his loyalty to Roman again, like, you know defeating, bludgeoning Kevin Owens next Friday on SmackDown, and that led Roman to saying something along the lines of, I'll continue to run SmackDown, now you need to be my guy on Raw moving forward, right? Like, wouldn't there be something there that this could clean it up a little bit easier than whatever the F they're planning on doing otherwise in order to create a second belt if it was Roman sort of... Be giving him that opportunity, and then maybe you know Kevin Owens stepping in and saying you need to earn it, something like that, and that. Creating. I mean, I've brought that up several times about him trying to give, giving him the belt, trying to give him the belt, whatever. I I like it, but you know the reporting right now is that he's facing Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber, Correct. so something has to happen here. No, oh, yes, um, it's and that's where very look, you're seeing it, you're we're watching it in front of it's, us. It, it is kind, of, it's quite beautiful, like that segment last week was quite good um i thought roman man roman reigns (laughs) i feel like we say he's the best thing on the show and i still don't think he gets enough credit for how good he is some some idiots tried to make somebody else superstar of the year last year (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) but that segment was done so well i like them showing him blowing up and then and then gaslighting Sami Zayn in the back. And the whole thing, the popcorn thing was internet magic, right? Well, those memes and no gifs question. forever. No question. Um, and, man, that guy just does so much with his face during these segments, right? Whether he's hugging someone and yep. you can see him behind his back or you, you know, he's looking while someone else is talking. Like, I don't, man, I don't know if, I know that AJ would be here and be like, you know, running us all down or right. whatever. Like, I don't, th- I don't know if I ever knew that that guy had that in him. Like the, I think the wrestling would, part, of course. I would always. go, I would go, because there were many times over the years where AJ would point those things out to me. Right? It, he's definitely gotten better at that stuff, though. And I, I don't think whatever AJ would want to say, I don't think that's disputable. There was definitely a time where. He, the small things that we're talking about. And that's where, again, I, it was kind of breathtaking to listen to describe it. That's the influence of Paul Heyman. Like, the influence of Paul yeah. Heyman has been unbelievable in watching the little things that Paul Heyman has shown Roman Reigns how to do um, have been wild to me. I don't know if that's you or Aaron trying to get in. Um, Aaron, I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, hopefully we'll get an answer on that. But but I will I will say this, though. Like, you know, if if we say the two biggest stars of like this era, whatever that means, whatever length of time that is, is John Cena and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is, and it's not 
even close. Like the specific, like John Cena can cut a good promo, right? Mm-hmm. And but I feel like Reigns was there years ago with on this John Cena level, where like it could be that John Cena thing, and it was almost like Reigns was trying to do the John Cena thing, and he he wasn't as good at that as John Cena is, but he's way better at this than John Cena is at anything. Um, and and I think it's weird to be in that place where we're seeing that now. And um, there's another person I'm going to talk about in the same light in a, a little bit later where you're just seeing these people hit this next level. And it's I'm glad we're realizing it so we can enjoy it now. Whereas like with Cena, when he hit his next level, we kind of were sick of him because of how he was being booked. And now we're like, we wish we had John Cena back. Sure. Um, and so, you know, I think this is all, I get what you're saying, but I think we need this to come to fruition. I think, I think you're, I mean, it's going to, right? Like what I'm talking about is nonsense. It's very selfish. This is my stated goal is that at some point WWE should have done a Kevin Sammy WrestleMania main event because that's the point of professional wrestling. The point of professional wrestling is to have some a rivalry. This is why WrestleMania exists. This is why it's more important than anything else. And so it's disappointing that they've been handed this thing and have never figured out a way to get there. It's most disappointing in years where it just you didn't have to try very hard in order to get there. So in the context of this is what it feels like professional wrestling is supposed to be, it's very disappointing that they've never figured out a way to do it. In the secondary context, which is what's the thing they need to do this year, I mean, need is an interesting word there, right? Like, I I think you're right. I think this thing has to When I to say come, need, like a story has to have a beginning, a middle, and an end at some point. At some point. Does it have to be before WrestleMania? I don't think it has to be, but I think that they put it into motion for it to be before WrestleMania. I think they put it into motion specifically with the stated goal of it being Kevin and Sammy versus the Usos. Although, with that said, what they're doing on Raw is all kinds of gross. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I I think we can make an assumption on what that how that's going to play out maybe. Can and we? if it's going to play out the way we think then why is it only for the raw titles? Well okay, so tell me what you say walk me through what you think that means. I mean the judgment day aren't winning. I I don't think so either. So because you're saying that you could have just announced it for both titles because if you're not winning with the hell does it matter? If you want to do a tag matter? team title match, why are we I mean, how many times have they defended the belts on SmackDown for both against the brawling brutes or whoever? You know what I mean? So, like, why is this all of a sudden just about Raw? And and and, and I wonder if the answer is just to give us pause to think they might lose. Like, this is like their classic overthinking of someone backstage saying, well, if you say it's just for one belt, that'll make people think they can actually lose. I, there is always the small part of me that says, is is this just them feeling that they have to take their medicine, right? Like, that they don't have a plan. They don't know what they're doing. And I mean, if they're not doing Kevin and Sammy, then oh, they no, probably I think, do need I to I think do. they're doing Kevin and Sammy, right. but I think it's totally plausible that they 
they in the same way that they feel like they need to have two championships, they feel like they need to have two tag team championships again, and they just don't have a good plan for how it is that they're going to go about doing it. Man, and that so, really sucks if they take those belts off of them before they fight Kevin. And, it's it's oh, I don't disagree. It's Roman Reigns territory at this point. This, but I, I, you and I completely agree on this particular topic. That you did what you did. I, it was stupid. It was insane. It made no sense at the time, but you did it. So now what? And now to 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 strip them of those belts and to make this just be a SmackDown thing, and somebody's already beat them. The only argument you can make is that somehow Kevin Owens single-handedly is going to screw them out of the Raw championships, right? Like, Kevin Owens is going to run through literally all of the bloodline that's that's there. When do we? When is this match? Here's, is- here's the one thing that I, I'm not okay with, but it makes it easier to swallow. If that results in some kind of, like, titles in abeyance thing... I'm more likely to listen than if like it's the judgment day just pinning them and taking the belts. Like if okay. if there's some kind of controversy where like Kevin Owens decides he's the referee or something because he puts the referee shirt on and they do it that way and then they say, okay, well, these are in abeyance now. That sucks, but it sucks way less than someone just winning. You know what I mean? Like I feel like you you're, you backed yourself into a corner. You need to figure out some kind of way to get these belts off of someone and if if you're convinced you need to do that and you do that, okay. Like, I don't love it, but like you're creating some kind of interest in your show doing that. If you, that results in some kind of tournament or what, you know, right. like, right. I, and by the way, raw freaking needs something. So Dude, does it ever, um, you know, if, if, if you're going to do that and then like in the process now, again, you got to add another step here. You can't then just put all these same people like if you're in the process, then you're, you're introducing a new team or bringing someone else back to make that a little bit more spicy, even if it's just the street profits winning or whatever. Like I feel like there's something to be said about all that, but um, the Judgment Day also has the Edge thing right hanging around. So like, <laughs> like is there some is somebody in the back saying we could do the Judgment Day versus Edge and some Ray Mysterio for no, the and tag. The judgment day doesn't make sense for who, for Kevin Owens, you know, it's saving. It's right. None helping, of it helping, right? Sense. Like none of it makes any sense. So I agree with you. And it just does come off like a, you, to your point, we, we want to screw with you a little bit, but that's just not going to be the answer. But it, it goes back to there not being answers. There is a problem you created that there's no easy way to solve. I'm convinced at this point, the only good way to solve it would be through the draft that you just get to whenever you're going to do the draft and you just sort of settle it. We're going to have champions on both shows and that's just the end of it. Wherever these guys get drafted to, they will be the champions of that show. And then we will have to your point, a tournament to determine a new SmackDown champion, right? That the draft or whatever you want to call it, whatever they do, superstar shakeup, whatever the F they want to say it is, is the best way to sort of reset your problem after WrestleMania. But it's clear they want a second championship match at WrestleMania, so it shouldn't stun me if they want a second tag team championship at WrestleMania. They have two nights of a stadium that they've got to do events for, so it ain't great. There's no way of getting around that. It ain't great. But to your point, no, there's there's no good way for this to happen specifically with a judgment day. There's there's no that that doesn't work whatsoever. Um I, I guess we should probably talk about 
AJ turning heel. I guess we should do that. What a dick, right? Like, what a piece of crap that guy is. What an awful... Oh, man. He's, um, he's... I wonder... <laughs> I, I Like, you know... I thought they brilliantly played into what happened. Right. But I guess me- the I guess the question that has to be asked, and we there's somebody we could probably ask this to, but he wouldn't be able to tell us. Was this the plan before then or not? Yeah, good question. Right? Was the plan And if it wasn't, I applauded even more. Sure. Sure. Um, I don't I kind of applauded either way. If I applauded if, either way, but I think I'm just saying I really appreciate when uh when people uh what's what's the word i'm looking for when you can roll with something that wasn't supposed to happen as if it was supposed to happen and like you could follow this back and be like oh they had him do that on purpose i mean obviously we know that's not true but i'm just saying it play it's playing out as if mm-hmm. this was written and it was brilliantly uh i i thought it was brilliantly pulled off storyline wise mm-hmm. and um they also fooled me because I thought they were really going to shake his hand at the end. And I was legitimately shocked when they, like, there was just enough of a beat left yeah. to where uh, when Ashanti's foot came into the frame, yeah, it was shot perfectly. Like, I Man, I texted him. I was like, that was a hell of a segment. And he said back to me, like, yeah, but the match was good, too. I'm like, I mean the whole thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> the match was good. Of course yeah, it was right. good. It was you and Ricochet. Yeah. Um, but the whole segment, the totality of it, I thought it did a lot for all involved. You've got, you know, potential of Hit Row versus Ricochet and Braun Strowman. Are you kidding me? No, it's good. Um, that's pretty great for them, you know? Um, you see AJ in the ring with Braun Strowman? No, there's a lot There's a lot that's good there. Um, and he was not scared of Braun. Nope. He um, forgot, what did he say? He forgot something in the back? Or he remembered... Well, I don't remember what the oh, line was. I don't remember what it was either, but yeah, that was, it was well. It was pretty great. Yeah, right. It was well played. Um, no, I don't, to your point, I do like all that, but even if the plan was, hey, at some point we're going to do this, and what happened there at the end of December, they said, hey, this kind of presents us a really good opportunity to go ahead and pull the trigger now. I'm cool with that, right? Like, I, I do like that they used something that occurred and yes. they made it logical and they made it make sense. I'm I'm totally on board with that. I'm bummed that AJ's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. Like or at yeah. least it appears that way right, right now. Yeah, that's you true. know, SmackDown was really good. Like um Santos and Kofi was a fantastic was really match. match. I do agree with that. Um it's really something to see an NXT championship on on SmackDown. It, it just feels different to see the New Day coming out with those belts. It feels like it it is doing what they want it to do. Sure. Um, with those, I, so that what I alluded to earlier, man, Charlotte flair, when did she get this good at promos? Uh, you know, that might be the best promo I've ever seen. Charlotte flair cut. I think that you're being just, dist- I, I think she's cut a lot of really good promos over. The I'm years. not trying to be, say she was terrible before that was, di- that was like Roman reigns level shit. Like that was the moment where, I've, she's, I've already told, you know, we've said this, AJ's been saying it forever. She's the best women's wrestler in the world, right? And I've, She might have that other thing now, uh, like more so than she had before. I'm, here, uh, 
I'm worried. Here's what I'll tell you I'm worried about. I'm worried about the inevitability of Charlotte Flair. I'm worried about this. Instead of making the Roman Reigns comparison, the Cena-esque comparison. Like, I'm worried that... that matters in the booking, right? It absolutely matters in the booking. And it matters when someone shows up after not being... Like, now you start looking at it saying, this is to do what? Just Ronda Charlotte again? I don't really want that. Part of that is just because I don't want Ronda doing anything, right? Like, I'm just out on Ronda. This was to do... What are we getting out of this? What is this being used for? Who's getting the moment out of this? And I'm struggling to see it at the moment. Now, that doesn't mean they won't figure it out. It doesn't mean that they couldn't use the Royal Rumble in order to figure that out, right? It, it could very well be something that it's just not in front of us right now. That something, for example, like Liv Morgan winning the Royal Rumble and then some, for whatever reason, saying, I've always wanted to face Charlotte, right? Like something really interesting. Or I know everybody's talking about Rhea, but that doesn't really make sense because you're not really rooting for Rhea right now. And I think weren't the reports uh, Rhea Bianca? There was a oh, plenty of that, right? But that's what I'm. So tell me what I'm getting out of Charlotte, the champion, going towards WrestleMania. I think. Uh, <laughs> well, there's something else going on in SmackDown that we do have to talk about because. They have positioned her strongly, very clearly as a face, face right correct. now. Like the most face face there is ever face, right? Sure. And you got someone coming in as a heel. <laughs> and it was what they were supposed to do before. Is this the Lacey Evans thing? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Is this Sergeant Slaughter, Lacey, Lacey Hang Evans? Hang on a second. There's, let me go twofold here. That was the WrestleMania match, correct? To, to, Before she got pregnant or whatever. Was that WrestleMania? I'm I believe that the plan with the whole Ric Flair that all that shit was right. Charlotte and Lacey Evans at WrestleMania two or three years, whatever it was. Um, and then everything got thrown up in the air when 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 all that went down. So like I think that that was the plan. Is there some world in which they still want to get back to that? Um, at and flip the roles. There's another thing. I, I mean, Raquel Rodriguez. Ra- Raquel Rodriguez had a hell of a match with Ronda Rousey um, on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago. I'm I now that is the most compelling thing that you said yet, right? Like that if we're getting this is supposed to be for Raquel, then I'm listening. Now you're so booking, is this the Charlotte like pretending to be a face, face so that only we can to set get, up right her still being Charlotte and still being I a do flare. I do believe Raquel's going to get her moment. I, I think they're booking her in a way to make sure that by the time it's time, you feel it. Um, I'm in favor of it. I love that. It's the best scenario. I hadn't thought about it, but it's the most. It's the best scenario I can get from this. The Lacey Evans thing is so poisonous. I can't even like. I, no, that sucks. I'm just it, worried. And it's not. That it's not I'm just that it that sucks. It it's is. that it sucks beyond sucks. It's yeah. it's burn it down types of sucks. It depends um, on how. Listen, it depends on what that comes out as. If she is a legitimate heel, 
that gets legitimate heat and they have legitimate chemistry. I'm here to listen to that. I'm not. I just don't believe that that's possible. I'm not. I'm not here to listen to any of it. I'm. I'm. I'm here to say that like what they would have to do in order to make Les- Lacey Evans even relevant. Like this is not one. They're not really presenting her as a heel right now. They're what they're presenting. No, she is. She's no, it's Sergeant Slaughter. Heel. It's no, it's the subtext, right? The subtext. Oh, right. Yes, the sub. You're right. Like what they're really presenting is a face, right? Like what they're really presenting is someone that you should be inclined to root for. But we all read the subtext and we all see that, and we're all like, oh, right. That's really what she is. No, but she's saying shitty things in the promos now. She's saying scum and maggot, and that's why it's the whole Sergeant Slaughter. Well, that's why we're making the Sergeant Slaughter comparisons. But she's still... But bad guy Sergeant Slaughter, not good guy Sergeant Slaughter. But she's not aligning herself with, you know... You can't do that anymore. I understand, but that's the... (laughs) We're reading subtext that they're not actually presing yet as her character. We're reading it. But they're still she's doing saying this. You, I'm better than you and all stuff like that. But as she's still a military person. I mean, you're assuming that you have to like a military person. I think like, that's a heck of a road. Like, I think it's a heck of a road without telling me, boy, that is a fine line, man. <laughs> like, I'm not really sure that's something that WWE wants to do. I there's But this is exactly the thing Aaron laid out that he said they'll never do this. And they're like freaking doing this. I mean, I'll go. I'll go a step beyond. the The bigger problem they have is that everything, everything Lacey Evans is such a fart noise at this point that like getting any of it over. I don't want to see her get her comeuppance. I don't want to see her. I just don't want to see it. You've you've done some of the bad. She's done a lot of the bad, right? Like that the the tweet last week about it being her second favorite January sixth of all time. You can't really break that. That's the way that people associate Lacey Evans. And right. that's not good heat. That's we don't want to see you in any capacity heat. There's we don't want to. We're not going to root for you to get your ass kicked because it means that we have to watch you get your ass kicked. We don't want to see you. We don't want another repackaging. We don't want any of it. We just want it to be done already. Dead. Gone. Get rid of it. It's so poisonous that even a Lacey Evans apology tour doesn't make it work like it's bad you it's bad on both sides she effed up a lot of times you effed up a lot of times but at this point thinking that there's something that can be done to salvage it i don't want it on my tv it's over i don't know whose fault it is more than the other like it's definitely both parties faults but I don't know who wants to see anything related to Lacey Evans at this point. And the thought that Sergeant Slaughter, you know, alone being her manager could fix that, I I think we're vastly overestimating how many people really want to see Sergeant Slaughter. Are they saying that? There's talk. I mean, he's putting it out there, obviously, oh, because of course you know, he, he wants the relevant. <laughs> I, of course, obviously. But what that leads to is then wrestling fans talking about it, right? Like, I... Nah. Nah. Nah, I'm out on all of it. But Raquel, I'll give you that. I think Raquel... But I do ask you the question, though. Does it scare you... um, Or does it make you feel like it's more plausible of why they've pushed Charlotte so far to the babyface side? Because it's one thing to give her return. Yes. Nah, I I refuse... There's a... Look, 
I understand that we're re-entering Vince McMahon world, but this started with Lacey Evans before Vince McMahon was back. I refuse to believe that intelligent people think that's a good idea. I refuse to believe that. They are too smart to think that it's a good idea to pivot right back. Now, if what you're telling me is that like Vince McMahon was always already laying his path somehow to returning and was making it abundantly clear, yeah, that seems like something that he would do. But because we the started... only reason I I'm, I'm just let me let me just lay something out for you here. This is the SmackDown women's roster currently: Aaliyah, B. Fab, Emma, Lacey Evans, Liv, Maxine Dupree, Natalia, Raquel, Ronda. Sa- well, not Sasha anymore. We don't. We don't. Whatever. <laughs> right. Scarlett, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, Sonya Deville, Tegan Knox, Zia Lee, and Selena Vega. There's a, so there's a couple of different problems that because I know what the point is that you're making. I first, know that you're whatever, you can change shows, but I'm just saying, at this moment... Right, right, I get it. Only Raquel. There's one person on that list. Only Raquel. But by the way, right. Raquel is a ten times better answer than Lacey Evans is, even if we ignore all of the other better. stuff. A thousand times e- better. Even the there's real answer person. is she's a billion times better, but if we ignored all the other stuff about Lacey Evans and just tried to look at it from you know a kayfabe perspective, she's still a ten thousand times better answer than Lacey Evans is. There's one other thing that would involve a return. Not Sasha. Naomi? Yes. I mean, that wouldn't that wouldn't be bad. I I think And if they can get Sasha done, obviously. Well, yeah, that's obvious. But I would go back to you know, again, it's not just about switching shows. It's that the Royal Rumble, even if you pretended like shows matter, the Royal Rumble is the great equalizer of that, right? Okay. Like, let's read the raw, raw women's sure, roster. Go ahead. Alexa Bliss. Right. And Oscar. Mm-hmm. Although I I wouldn't be opposed to it, <laughs> like right. it doesn't really make sense. Well, but you're only telling me if so, only if Oscar wins though, because we already did the other. I thing. understand, but you're telling me that's a bad idea. Nope, I, not, not a bad at idea. all. Bailey, I Becky mean, Lynch, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Carmella, Dakota, Dana Brooke, Drop, Io Sky, Mia Yim, or whatever they're calling her now, Mi Chin or whatever. Right. Nikki Cross, Rhea Ripley. Tamina. So so over there, there's a few good answers, right? Like over there. I did, have did you mention, my favorite. Did you mention answer. did you mention Liv? Did you say Liv? She was on SmackDown. Liv's on SmackDown? Oh boy, yes. it's bad. I thought she, she was, was a SmackDown on, champion. God, why am I that's on me, man. I apologize. I read that's her name. Me. So I I'm sorry I didn't react to it. Liv's a great answer. Like we don't want to talk about it because there's no history between Liv and Charlotte specifically. No, there is, right? What's the live Charlotte? Wasn't thing? her first title match against Charlotte? Was it against Charlotte before the? Before she lost to because didn't didn't because the I thought I, the I Becky, could be wrong about this. All right. But didn't um Ronda win at a weird pay per view? Like she didn't win at WrestleMania. She won at like some weird pay per view. Boy, you might man. Because wasn't. No, so Charlotte fought Live, but that was like May of 2020. So that's not relevant to this conversation. No, it was, it was, it was, uh, God, Ronda was a champion longer than I thought. Yeah, dude. Yeah. But, but, but hear me out. I, I think that Liv actually makes a lot of sense if you're trying to reestablish that she was deserving of being the champion. Because what you guys brought up was very relevant that what they did with Liv post championship never really backed up her being worthy of being the champion. Right. So this so she would have to have a legitimate win. This presents a tremendous opportunity 
for her to get a very legitimate big-time championship win over a bona fide star that really escalates her into a star territory. I actually love Liv as an answer. Probably not as much as Raquel, just because it's Raquel, you know what I mean? Like, we just look at her and we see everything that you could possibly want. But I think Liv did enough to earn that right to be that level of star with the only thing missing being that type of moment. And to do it at WrestleMania against Charlotte Flair, it's a big-time deal, man. <laughs> like, I think my best of that list from Raw is the one that it would make a lot of people probably upset, but I think it's the best match. Becky Charlotte. Right. That's always, you know... Because they teased it at Survivor Series. Sure. And if we got the real match... And then the other... The only thing that would be better than that is if you had Sasha and you did the Fatal 4-Way that we never got. Oh, that's a great point. That is a good point. Becky, Charlotte, That is a good point. It is still on the table, especially if you're going to do Bianca Ripley... Or Rhea. Ripley. And I think that the Raw match is strong enough on its own to be... You know, obviously it shouldn't be the same day like they did last time. You know, it would be overshadowed in that sense. But I don't I think it's strong enough that on its own day does not feel like lesser than like I think that feels like a really exciting matchup. Um, And it would and it would have to be the bust ass one, you know, like the other one's going to be all out of control. Mm -hmm. That would have to be just like a brutal fight. You know what I mean? Like a physical match. Um, But yeah. I think that's probably, and then that who knows if there's, I mean, I don't know if there's a big free agent or there's a big NXT call up or anything, you know, I would have said, you know, we could have been talking, sitting here talking about Mandy Rose doing something, but obviously yeah, that's not, that's not, happen. I don't think any of us would have wanted that though. I don't think any of us, not would that have we won- would want it, but yeah. we would have had to mention it because if she was being called up, that would be so, I mean, we have to give her the same respect we give to anybody else who's held a championship for two years and gets called up. Yes, except we all know the, you know, like a lot of those people are not the same age as Mandy Rose at that point or not the same place in their careers as Mandy Rose was. Like, I I think we all understood that Mandy Rose's situation was always going to be different than anybody else that that was in that, you know, to your point, had a long reign as NXT Women's Champion. But... I don't. I don't know who else this person would be. I don't know who else would be in the equation, other than to your point, it being Naomi or in a bizarro world, Sasha. But I. I don't think any of us believes at this point that that's playing out. Although, you know, the more times she doesn't show up on AEW, I guess the more chance there is. And hell, if the cons own all of this by that point, then maybe you know. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's uh, it's it's Britt Baker at WrestleMania <laughs> or something like that. All right, can we talk quickly about NXT um, and AEW? Because I actually thought both of those were eventful this week. Yeah. Um, NXT, I don't... I don't... I have no idea where they're at with um, the Charlotte show. I don't think that they... <laughs> I don't know how they're selling tickets to it. Yeah. I, by the way, I and that's... I, I want to separate two things. I thought that show... Tuesday was actually a pretty good show. I thought it was a pretty good show, but I thought there was... But we have to realize... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. We have to understand that... And I think I brought it up before. This show as it exists now has a ceiling. A low ceiling. And it can only do so much. Like, you can have good wrestling matches. You can construct 
good, you know, interesting finishes and things. But if you don't have the star power and you don't have the, the you know, the established uh, credibility that the former NXT had, you're not going to sell tickets. Like, it's we, it's really weird that they didn't try to do like a 3,000 person armory and just make it feel really big. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like and, and again, we'll see the presentation, but like, I can't imagine they've sold more than a couple thousand tickets to this thing. I have, you know, unless I, I have no idea. I have no idea how they would have had tickets sold for this event. I mean, I, I there is still they're going to have a New Day match, right? Like that's going to happen, but that's what they've got. That's the list of things that they have for this this thing. I think that they had hoped that they would do just a hell of a match between Braun Breaker and Grayson Waller, and that would make people want the rematch so badly. And it was a good match. Like, nobody's going to argue that it wasn't a it good was a match. It was a really good match with a creative finish. A creative finish, but they didn't even put it in the main event. Well, because they didn't want that to be the end of the show. and they. But had I the... actually think for the purpose of what they're trying to do, they would have been better suited doing that. Like, Yeah, you didn't need the weird Shawn Michaels. No, thing, like... that added nothing. Added <laughs> zero at that point. They could have either left it up I in the... I think they thought they were building up anticipation for you to find out how they were going to resolve that you know what i mean on the other end of the battle royal and then like but the battle royal created another schmoz so they schmozed it up right and they thought that that was a bigger moment than it was correct all of the fatal or the the toxic attraction women winning right because i actually didn't think that that was who was going to win no i didn't think it was who was going to win and i do think it was clever to some extent But I think that it wasn't a major moment as much as it was clever, and they got those two things out of order. What they needed to do was make Braun Breaker Grayson feel like a major moment. And I think by not putting it in the main event, first of all, the moment it wasn't in the main event, none of us believed that, like, at least if it's in the main event, there's some chance that Grayson Waller is winning, right? Like, there's some world in which you can convince yourself, well, maybe they're calling up Braun Breaker this week, and maybe... They they needed to do this right now, and so I, I don't think he is, but maybe there's a chance. Whatever that chance is, the 3% chance of that being the case immediately goes away the moment it's not the main event of the show. There's now 0% chance that he's winning, so it makes the match feel less relevant, so it makes the moment feel less relevant. And when you're trying to use it to build a main event for your first huge arena show... It takes the sting out of it. It just didn't do what I think they wanted it to do, which was whet our appetite. Now, part of that problem is that this isn't a moment. This is why you're better off having a face chase going into this, right? We're not waiting for a moment for Grayson Waller. Like, we don't need Grayson Waller to get another chance here. We, We don't, you haven't done that with him. So we don't feel a way towards it. Should you have turned Braun Breaker heel? I, you know, I don't know if we should have done that. No, but it goes back to the what you could have done. It does feel like they're holding out Carmelo for WrestleMania weekend, and I get that if they've prioritized WrestleMania weekend. But knowing that they were doing this fifteen thousand, whatever, whatever, this is a major building. This is the NBA building in Charlotte. Yeah, like, if you look at the seat map, you know, obviously they're not selling the upper bowl, of course. But there's a lot of blue in the, in the bottom, and they didn't 
I thought they were going to do that thing where they try to do half of it or something. I mean, this is a raw layout, just with the top blanked out. And you could buy a ticket for 23 bucks, you know, like. I mean, I'm surprised it's even that much. I'm being honest with you. Like in the lower, no, but yeah. you have to understand. I know that doesn't happen. I get it. I understand. Nobody exactly sells what you're a saying. ticket. I don't sell Rams head ticket for twenty. I understand bucks. that. I'm saying like if you went over to the, the secondary market right now, what it would look, what would it look like? Mm. Let's like, see. If I if I just wanted to hop on, you know, SeatGeek or whatever, I'm going to StubHub right yeah, now. Yeah, sure, StubHub. What what could I get in for at this point? Because it feels like. It, you should be able to get in for a, a very reasonable dollar amount. Probably not what I had to pay for Shania Twain tickets, if I had to guess. Did you see your album cover? I did not. I'll look now. I am interested in that. I think it's it's either an album cover or a magazine cover. Oh? Oh, is it? I saw, I read somewhere, Shania Twain naked. Correct. I said, huh. How about that? Now, I will tell you that their L.A. show has a fire beside it. But, of course, that's WrestleMania weekend. But still, that's a little bit. That's so relevant because nobody went to the SummerSlam show. That is true. So, that so is true. there is something to be said about a 945 a.m. show selling with oh a fire. God, no, I mean, like the tickets are still more than if you bought them. OK. All right. Well, that's not a lot. I mean, you can. The cheapest one's thirty five bucks. Well, if, but, but if something doesn't change between now and then, I feel like that's going to change. Yes, I feel like that. It in with unless in, they just were smart enough not to buy them, the, the scalpers were smart enough not to buy that them. Up, could you also, know? That could also be an issue. That's a very good point too. Um, I, but again, that peel back the curtain a little bit. Sometimes the event promoters are putting those tickets I'm, in there, and that's I'm why they're seven dollars. Very aware. I'm yeah, very that, like that's aware. why. Like if you go to a Capitals or Capitals are a bad example. Wizards game when they're yes. really bad and you yes. paid five bucks. That's yep. the Wizards selling you that. I mean, I've, I've, I, there have been good teams that have done that trick, right? Like for well, a, baseball a, particularly. Yes, or a Tuesday night game. NBA. I'm telling you, I went to a Correct. Dallas Mavericks game the week that the Super Bowl was in Dallas when Dirk Nowitzki was in his heyday and the Mavericks mattered and they were competing for championships. That it was against the Wizards on a Monday night, and I just wanted to go because I had nothing else to do on a Monday night, and it was six bucks you know it was whatever it was because and i got it like i understood what was going on um these are big buildings even for good teams it's tough to sell all of the tickets for those things and so you know you do what you do but the moral of the story being i i don't think that they would have sold drastically more tickets if they had done the carmelo thing but i do think that if they were building someone that we wanted to see that was having a moment it would go further towards generating interest in a main event for an arena pay-per-view, right? Like I think if they have another year with this show and they continue to program it the way they are, you might have enough talent to do something like this next year. Uh, maybe. Okay, maybe. Maybe. And and I and you also should pick your market. Like and I think they thought they did that here, but I don't know. You know, I I can't tell you what I think the strongest market is, but I think you should pick a building that's smaller. You should pick a market where you know that um, that you do good house show business or whatever, or good just you know you put a house show that has none of your top A people and it still does well mm-hmm. in like a five thousand cap building. That's where you need to do this. I would I would also say you should have planned this around it being your first arena show being the one where somebody's getting their moment. Like I just keep, yeah, there should be a, a like, story that's been building. That and listen, I get why some people don't like it, but I said this before. This should have been stunt booked. 
They should have had something underneath that is like... Yeah, a Shinsuke Nakamura versus... Yes, yes I understand exactly what you're talking about. A- do Axiom versus uh, Finn Balor or something, you right. know, or, or Axiom right. versus Ricochet. Well, I still think like, we could get... I do still think we can get something like that, but... I mean, it's, it's getting close, I know, man. I know, I understand entirely. Two and a half weeks, what, uh, what is it? Three and a half weeks, three, yeah, three weeks away? Like that. I get it. I get it. All right, now I'll watch it, but like, well, yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Like, I understand, <laughs> but I would never pay for a ticket. <laughs> I mean, if it was in Baltimore, I would go. Come on, you wouldn't pay twenty five bucks to go to the right, show. That's a good point. If it's twenty five bucks, yes, yes, it was twenty five bucks. That's that's a, you're right. You're right. Twenty five bucks. You paid more for that at Chick fil A. Well, sometimes you're right. <laughs> I mean, uh, for your family. Yeah, that's yeah. well, as for a family, I might pay twice as much. <laughs> All right, now. The other one, uh, let's cover NXT. Or sorry, let's cover AW because. I, wait, wait, wait. There's one other thing about NXT I wanted what? to bring up. Um, so, watching that women's battle royal, I think gave us some foreshadowing. Um, couple things. First of all, I have we haven't had a chance to talk about it on this show. I am really high on Saul Ruka. I think yeah. I think you got to watch that that talent now. I think that she is the one to watch in NXT, obviously green still, but like that's what this NIL stuff is going to be bringing to the equation here and that's pretty exciting cuz I think you're seeing a level of athleticism in the women's division that didn't exist 5 or 6 years ago and I just mean by depth standards not by individual people, just like the amount of people that are just pure athletes now and not necessarily just models or cheerleaders or whatever. No mm-hmm. disrespect to any of those people. Some of them were great. Um, but, dude, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> she walked around the ring on her hands and she then did. did a full sit-up yep. from her toes on the bottom row. Like, that was unbelievable. And then if you haven't seen... Her finisher because because she doesn't win matches on NXT, but she wins matches on um, Level Up or whatever. She has a finisher that's unbelievable, and it's gone viral on Twitter. And you got to look that up. I, I don't know what she calls it. Some kind of it's some kind of flip into a stunner. No, we saw what of, it was called, and we talked about it. Now I can't remember. Yeah. Like un- unbelievable. I mean that I am really high on. I want to see more of her. And then, man, I got to be a little critical. Like. It was very clear whoever booked the match. The soul snatcher. Yeah. Crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Whoever booked the match intended to put this one talent over incredibly, right? What and, and it's the person who's feuding with Cora Jade. Um the one that had all the vignettes of is it, her name is like Val um Man, why can't I think well Part of my bringing this up is that the announcers had no idea who half of the people in the match were yes. and weren't calling any of their names. And hopefully someone got screamed at backstage because whoever put the match together was clearly trying to push this one talent very hard. She threw Cora Jade out in five seconds, was one of the last four or three people involved in the match, and eliminated many, many people. <laughs> and they didn't know her name half the time. Um, and that's why I don't know her name. And that's the point that I was, that I was making now, um, Valentina Faraz. No, it wasn't her. It's, it's the one that had like the almost like Greek mythology, uh, Oh God. Valkyrie or no, it's, um, they couldn't even pronounce her name 
correctly when they did figure it out. Uh, I mean, she was like one of the, they were like, it's the last four people. And they like, didn't like, they're, <laughs> I'm like, who is she? She threw out Cora Jade. Like that should be, they should have said so-and-so threw out Cora. Like that was clearly meant to be a, a boat. She, they threw her, she threw her out twice um, in the match. And that clearly was supposed to be a moment. You know what I mean? Like whoever backstage was put like, you know, Shawn Michaels or whoever was putting Lyra that Valkyria. Thank you. They could not say that, which which m- might be part of uh, why her name shouldn't be that. Right. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, th- she looked incredible, but they weren't able to call all the stuff that they booked for her, which was very. Yeah, that's not ideal. Yes, there is no world in which that is ideal or something that you want. You know, if there's if there's twenty women in the match, I think they knew the names of twelve of them. Um. You know, there's people being eliminated, and they weren't calling the eliminations. I'm like, I want to know who these people are. Like, I, I agree. That's the point of this show. This is kind of what happens sometimes when you do this, and you don't really have 20 women on your roster. Um, but, like, if you look at the picture, you know, I can name 15 of them, tw- yeah. 16 of them. Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. But some of that Anyway, is... it, was, it was bizarre, right? Like, Wendy Chu's in the match, and they weren't talking about her. And, um... Nikita Lyons is in the match and they weren't really talking. You know what I mean? Like, it, I don't know. The whole thing was weird. Um, yeah. But but I, I think, uh, okay, the point of why I wanted to bring that up was mainly Sol Ruka and uh, what was the name of the other? Lyra Valkyria. They, they both look incredible. I, all right. I'm with you on both those things. Okay. Right, we we got to do a quick AW. Let's do AW here. Um, one, I, in hindsight, I wish they would have done anything to throw us off the scent. I, the matches were all great, and we all knew the Bucks were going to win, but, like, maybe have have Death Triangle come back from down 3-1 and get the 3-3 and, like, make us believe that something else is happening at that point. I I, I hate saying this because it, it feels like I'm complaining. The matches were tremendous. They were all excellent, and we all knew they were going to be excellent, and they lived up to it. But it's not just the announcing what the next matches were going to be when they fell down 3-1. It's the inevitability that once they got back to 3-3, there was no world in which you thought the Bucks weren't winning. And that's the disappointing part. So I actually think that it would have been interesting like at that point to have Death Triangle win anyway. But such is life. It's what they did. Uh, we did get great matches out of it, so I can't complain too much about it. There's that. Um, the other things that jump out at me are I, I, I'm glad that Adam Cole's back. It certainly made him look like a star for that moment. I will believe it when I see what the booking is that immediately follows that up. Him announcing that he's going to be champion at some point. How many people ever get to say that that don't ever end up becoming champion? I mean, it makes sense considering who the champion is and that they are sort of pushing him as clear, clearly right now, at least as a baby face. So, or, or you know, whatever. If they're playing into the crowd liking him. We'll just say that. Um, and that was that was a face promo, or it was just an honest promo. It was not a very ca- in character promo, right? So that, I guess we just say that at this point, um, then see where it goes. But like to me, that's come on, you just do that. You just do that. What I'm concerned more about is what he said, which makes me. I hate to be that person because I think we all felt that way with some of the Brian Danielson stuff. But like, it almost made you feel like he shouldn't be there. Like, I understand, be honest, but like, I'm concerned that he's going to last, I guess, is like what I came away from some of that. With. Okay. I okay. mean, I want him to be here and I want to see him, but like, yep. I hear you. Some scary shit. 
No, a hundred percent talking about very scary. That's why a lot of people were concerned that he was never going to come back. Like we're talking about brain injuries, man. Like there's debate about whether or not you should. Um, it well, a little bit of it came off like these guys said I shouldn't, but fuck them, kind of. Thing. And like it, it didn't come like he didn't. Maybe this is just the wrestling part of it where it's just like let's fire up the crowd. But it definitely felt a little bit like he left off the part where he said, but these other people said it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, that, that, you know, that could have helped. Yes, I agree that that could have no, helped. There was no, like, but these doctors all cleared me. Like, right. there was nothing. It was right. more, it almost sounded more like I was like, which we can separate. I'm back anyway. And we can separate a kayfabe presentation yes. from reality. But Correct. at the same point, I, I always, this is the conversation that uh, they're having in, in football right now with, with Tua Tungavailoa, right? Where, like, there are. Yeah. Very intelligent people who are saying, dude, I, I know you are extraordinarily young, but get out now. Don't play football anymore. Stop, right? Like, really intelligent people that are doing that. And that doesn't mean that he can't or even that he shouldn't. But it's just an understandable argument that maybe you shouldn't. And I think that's where we are with that. I hope for the best for Adam Cole, of course, of course, of course, of course. But I do think there's a relevant argument about what Adam Cole should or should not be doing at this point. Not the biggest problem with what somebody said, however. The no. bigger problem the bigger, is yeah. that why did they si- decide to go from heel to racist with right. MJF? Right. And they had to make sure... That, uh... Why? Why? Did why? he say yellow? Uh, I don't remember everything he said. It was so unbelievably racist. I, I was. He said something about yellow. This wasn't a heel promo. Oh no, never mind. I was watching Veep, and no, oh, okay. I'm confusing the things. But he said something very. Oh, it was all of it. Every ounce of it was ungodly racist. He said Kenichiwa, right? Yeah, and 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 he, you know, take an Essa, right? Like like he did. <laughs> all of it was wretched wretched you should speak american the whole thing now you can say now that was the one that was the line that's you can try to talk about heel heat there's there's a bigger problem when the racist heel is then still asking for everyone to chant their thing at the end yeah. of the promo and everyone does it and they you're, laugh at the thing he said. You're and, yeah. announcing that all of your fans are racists. I I pray to God that MJF, the person, had nothing to do with this promo, but this was the first time I started to worry about MJF because if this is what he, the person, felt like he had to do in a promo in order to get heat, there are so much bigger problems, and it's the first time he shows that he might not have the depth that we thought he had. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was unbelievable. I was a little taken aback. A lot taken aback. I wasn't, I, like, I couldn't I was believe they put this on TV. taken back. This was atrocious. This is the type of thing that if, if he did this on his own i would i would suspend him like if he did that and he wrote the promo and you gave i would suspend him like 
this is insane. There was a report today that he ran it by Takashita and no, he was cool with it. That doesn't make it okay. Like you no. don't get to say that. And and this is he's not the only person that gets to judge if something is racist or not. Like he doesn't get to speak on behalf of all Japanese people. Right. That's not the way this works. This was an ungodly racist promo and I didn't think that was where you wanted this character going. And if you do want that character going there, then they're not the face of AEW. They're not the star of stars. They are, you know, Jake Hager, but they're Jack Swagger. Um, Jack Swagger was never this racist. We just walked the fine line with the character because you didn't care that much about the performer. This is atrocious. Like, this was... but, But again, that was... Unless I'm forgetting something, that was more dog whistly. Like right. that was that's exactly more, what it was. You walked a line because you that, wanted. That was more like he said things that people. He said non-offensive things that right. you associate with offensive people. Correct. That's exactly what it was. This guy said the things, and it's so much again. <laughs> You could do that with Jack Swagger because what else were you doing with Jack Swagger, right? Like, there was... Yeah. Fine. Take him to a place where that's that's what he's going to be associated with and that's what people... And to your point, this is one, A, a billion times worse to begin with and then B, two, it's MJF. It's the guy at the center of your company. I, I think it's a good point that you bring up like aside from the obvious, the bigger picture point that you're making, which is how serious are you about this guy? And this might be our sign that we were right all along and they're not very serious well, about this but guy. But it, it, it worries me on both ends. It worries that they're not very serious about him. And two, if he was the one that wrote the promo, it makes me think that I was wrong about the guy. I thought the guy was a generational insane talent. But if when you're showing up in Los Angeles and feeling like you have to do something big requires you to go, this is like when you find out that your favorite comedian isn't actually that funny. Once we were told, hey, you can't just make fun of somebody for being a different race any longer. It's the things that a lot of us have had to deal with with Dave Chappelle in the last couple of years. We've had to look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, God, I know he's a genius, right? But is he? Like... Is he actually a genius or is he really not that smart at all? Because this is lazy. Like, it's not funny. It's just lazy. He's just begging you to let me get away with trans jokes because I don't have anything else to, to say. If you're brilliant, if you're a genius, it shouldn't be the end of the world that people say, hey, stop making fun of trans people. Like, everything else is still on the table. Go be funny. And you shouldn't be so caught up by that that you say... Mm, the hell with making more jokes. I'm just going to fight about whether or not I'm allowed to make jokes about trans people. I, we've all had to deal with that. The people that love Dave Chappelle, and I think we count ourselves among that. Like, I don't know if, what, the, how do I, what do I make of this? And this is the first time I've had to feel this way about MJF, who I think is a generational, brilliant talent who has cut genius promos, in part because he's been able to get away with things that other people can't get away with. I understand that. But... To say, hey, you should understand that the line stops at just flat-out racism? Like, that that's just... That's not brilliant. That's just lazy. Like, 
Well, we've overlooked some other lazy stuff from him, too. Um, sexist stuff. I mean, there's been some line crossing. Th- but in that I department. never thought it was this. Like, I thought that was done in a. Like, I think we all no, brought I just up. think we're all trained to be less offended by it. Mm, I, if maybe. I'm being honest. That might be true. You might be right about that. But I always thought that was done in a far more tongue in cheek type of way. Whereas this just came off. I, this came off the laziest. To, to the point. When they make jokes about effing your mom, that inherently is lazy. I thought it was worse coming from Brian Danielson. It was coming from MJF, oh, right? God, like so I thought it was atrocious worse. coming from Brian Danielson. But it also felt like that they were also making fun of people that make those jokes, right? That like yeah, but like the stuff he talks about rats and you know. I mean, like, like I said, like I, I think we've all decided that that's okay. It's not as much as that I think that we've we're decided not okay, it's okay, but we're not we're not as offended by it as we are. It's you know, I mean, you can get into a conversation of this all day. Like, like there there are people who would find Tony D'Angelo racist, right? Sure, like, of course, right? But but I, none of us generally do. I think that what we who is the butt of the actual joke Co- is what correct. we've been trying. Do you remember the the um there was briefly a controversy almost ten years ago with Stephen Colbert where he was trying to poke fun at how racist the name Redskins was with Dan Snyder. And in doing so, he did another joke, and it created another controversy because there were people that thought the intent of the joke was to a certain group of people, and the intent of the joke was that he was punching up because he was trying to punch at Dan Snyder by showing how racist something else would be. Now, it was clumsy because it left room in there for other people to be offended by it. But that, to me, is the... When they make a you know a rat's joke, they're not really making they're not punching at you know quote unquote gym, you know mat rats. What they're punching at is that type of person, right? Like they're punching at this prototypical type of wrestler. So I think that's the reason why it's been less offensive. I don't know who you're punching at here. Like at no point this was so different than what we, the presentation had been, that it just came off as, no, MJF's also a racist on top of everything else. It didn't come off as you were punching at someone else who might be racist. It was just so wildly out there that it presented as MJF's a racist. I think there are some people who would say that this would be the equivalent if you were watching Inglorious Bastards and someone is playing a Nazi, right? Mm-hmm. I think the problem is... But is that what you want MJF's character to be? No, no, no. Right. Well, I don't know if I ever want that in pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, I think I think that it's such a unique um, form of entertainment where the person sort of has to be the character uh, in real life a little bit, it, as unfair as that is, maybe. And... The stuff that, you know, we go back to the Sergeant Slaughter, um, Iraqi sympathizer thing. Like, that would never happen today, right? Of course. But the defense of it would be, well, he's a character on a television show, right? And the other side of that would be, yeah, but you're a person in front of a live crowd, and there's a little bit more of a weird, whether it's fair or not, uh, assumption of of, uh, responsibility to to doing that right like it's not the same you're not in a it's weird right like you're not in an environment 
where you have as many free, at least I don't think there is as many freedoms or, sh- or should be to do that kind of thing. Um, cause it could get a lot uglier than if you are, um, like a television thing is recorded, right? Like sure. it's like a flat sure. medium that you consume and then you think about or whatever. There's more back and forth here. It feels a little bit like more could go wrong and more <laughs> has gone wrong. And-, well, and this all comes back to the, at the end, you're still asking for your fans to chant yeah, with him. and then that like, too, like you're if having. You, if you want to do this, call and response. I guess was my point of the flat medium versus yeah, the. Like th- it's oh, this was as bad on every level. Every level of this was as bad as it's ever been, and it. I you know I uh, I don't I don't have the words. I don't have the words for how lazy, how gross, how pathetic I thought the whole thing was. Like it's. It's embar- It's not just, oh, you're just offended. No, no, no. What I'm offended by is that you can't do better than this. I, I, don't, I don't have to be offended. I'm not Japanese. I don't know how a Japanese person. The, the, Takashita apparently didn't care. It's not that. It's that this was the best you could do. Like, this is what you came up with was, I, I, I know how we'll get heat. We'll just have him be racist. And, and whether he, and again, back to your point about whether he cared about it or not, like, pro wrestlers are carnies, right? Like, you can't, expect them to like despite the fact that he's one person versus a whole race mm-hmm. but even even in if you're going to accept the, the notion that that one person could say that not not whenever like their whole job is based on carny shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. like yeah like that person is going to have way lower standards than like your average person like you're they might not get offended by anything because they don't care as long as it helps them make money you know yep. what i mean yep. like Yep, agreed, agreed. <laughs> All of it, just, just atrocious, just absolutely atrocious. I, I do think it's sad because I like it overshadowed some other good things. Like I thought Moxley and Hangman Page had a really great. good match. Yep, um, they did the, the right thing and had yep. Hangman go clean. Um, not, I assume the Moxley thing's a bit of an angle to get him off TV for a little bit or whatever. I don't think that's a real injury, right? No, I. But I don't think it's a real injury, but I still wouldn't go with concussion. Like I still. Yeah. Like I've, I don't. Like I've said that. this a million times. There's a shoulder injury. Whatever you want to do, playing with concussion is bad, bad, bad. bad. Unless you really had one, then okay. Well, yeah. I mean, if you really had one, it's a different situation. <laughs> but it yeah. does not come off that way. It comes off like you know he was supposed to go away for a little while. He didn't go away. Now they're finally getting some folks back, and so they're giving him the opportunity to go away. Like. Do you think there's anything they could have done to prevent the audience from thinking that Sasha Banks was coming in? Um, because apparently they booed the show yeah, out of the building. Yeah, I heard that too. N- not announce the match, <laughs> like not not announce the mystery. Yeah, partner. that that they should have never. That's what done I mean, right? There should have never been a mystery partner. Like, if you think that you did something here with Sheeta, I don't see that at all. Well, like, here's the thing. I think they could have done something with Sheeta if they had just done this what they did from the beginning instead of saying there's a mystery and screwed it. If the you, second d- you, you say do the mis- segment with Soraya and Storm immediately, yeah, immediately that the first night. time, yeah. yeah. And I think if you did that and you walked right into this is a match, I'm picking my partner. It's going to be one of these two right. people, and then you do this angle. I, I actually like the angle. I, I like it. 
But I, I think I, uh, it's better than what they're. I mean, it's something they're doing something. I'll just that's, say that. That, by the way, if if what you're saying <laughs> is the, the bar. bar is so low that yeah, I mean, it does. It might clear that bar. You're right. That's the bar at this point, and I like all these performers, so I'll take. Yeah, it, right? sure, I do like them. And, and so I say all to say, like you, the second you said mystery partner, you screwed Tony Storm over. Yeah, like you made her lesser than. Yep. You made her the disappointment. And what is their problem with Tony Storm? I don't know. We've been through it a billion times. They they clearly hate her. Remember, have... remember when you said they were doing justice by her or something? When I was like, what's the one? What was the question I asked? You? Who's the one person that has done has done better? Oh here yeah, than in WWE? The, and I was like, well, and by the way, it's still correct, but that's only because the the bar was so low in WWE. Well, it's all, and it's also right. only because. There's room for four main event people in the women's division right now, and she's the fourth. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the people, right? right correct. Um, but yes, they they definitely have continued to punch at her. There is no. Why did question. they have Britt Baker say she's the boss last? Like, what are you doing? I don't know, man. If you knew you didn't have her, I don't know. And that's the question, right? I don't like, know. did they? Oh, did they, they know, or did they think that there was? Yeah, that's definitely part of the question. Did they originally think? Because we go back, like last week, we talked about this. There was a moment where there was a mystery partner. The next week, they were like, oh, shit, let's say it's this person, right? Like, it seemed like they just shoehorned that in all of a sudden. Because it was like, who's her partner going to be? And then it was like, it's going to be one of these two, two people, right? Yep. Like, the next week. And the report, and Meltzer nailed it, right? Like, he, the report was, they were worried about that. And so they immediately were like, let's do this. Well, and, I, I would go a step beyond that, which is there is the question is, is there something unsavory here? Were they trying to purely manipulate this to pop a number? To sell out L.A. Right. Yeah. Like, is is this a, hey, we knew all along we didn't have her and we knew it was going to get us booze, but we didn't care because we are willing to play along with this either because they think they're ultimately going to get her anyway and so they think they can clean it up or because they just don't care because it's carnies you know like we're just going to we're going to carny this up as much as we possibly can if you we know can... we did and we did pause it like i think we paused when when we were talking about should she should they sign her and will she come and mm -hmm. all this is she a box office attraction Guess what? Well, yeah, sure. They can make the it argument. It would be suggested that she is. Yeah, if. Because they if, blew out right, the event right. in San Jose. Oh, did and they? It blew out. I mean, it's not a big venue. It's 3,000 tickets uh, or something. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, that, they probably would have done that no matter what then. But if they blew out 3,000 tickets? Uh, no, no, blew out, though, like the, the, like the week but of the three, on sale. But 3,000 tickets. But, but, but listen, when you blow out 3,000 tickets, that means you could sell twice that. I... I hear, I hear what you're saying, but that still sounds like ha, they haven't been to the Bay Area before, correct? I, I don't know the history of New Japan I, and where they play and all that. Oh, oh, you mean the new? Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm thinking about the. Oh, the, they're doing the Cow Palace. They're not doing San Jose. They're doing the Cow Palace. I was thinking you meant. Um, That's San Jose. What's that? New Japan. New Japan. I thought you meant AEW. AEW is running Cow Palace. They're not running San oh, Jose. Oh no 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 no. New Japan. Yeah. I meant blew out. The Sasha Banks. I'm, I'm, I was right. saying we right. were positing is Sasha right. Banks worth tickets. Well, guess what? They announced. Yeah, Sasha I don't. Banks. I don't. I don't That's know. I don't know how announced. they would have done without Sasha Banks. That's fair, right? Like, and it, and and why uniquely it would have mattered in, in San Jose. Like Bailey, of course, matters in San Jose. I don't know yeah. why. That's just where the show is. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, it, and the fact that and it's her Kyrie Sane and that blew out the the thing. There's no right. other matches announced. 
I mean, th- that goes to show you there's something there. There's I don't something, know. but I, I don't know enough to know how they would have done otherwise. I don't know enough well, to no, know. Sure, we never know right. that, right? Correct. Um, if they just said New Japan's well, coming. And, and and, it, unless we went back and found out that they do that every time they announce an American show, right? Like that they sell 8,000 tickets anywhere immediately whenever they announce I will an tell show. you that the person who books those shows is a yes. music agent. Okay. And they reach out to me. Mm-hmm. And this is the only one that they've okay. Well, then that would hammered you, home that's, that's how a, proud they were of that's significant. The then I'll give you that. That is significant. And her picture is in the emails. You know, so like, there's something about that. Yeah, I'm not. And, and oh, by the way, you all. It also needs to be mentioned the prices of the tickets because the average ticket price was over eighty dollars, and so that's a significant result. You know, like that's. Again, th- th- y- y- what you said is true. You don't know what the difference is, right? Right. Like, if this is their big event post-Wrestle Kingdom and there's always some kind of hot angle coming out of it, right? Like, uh, didn't Jericho do one of these shows once? I you believe know? so, like, yes. I do believe so. So it's always something good, right. you know what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure. But anyway, I just, I just wanted to bring up the point that, like, this person is headlining a show. It did sell out in seconds. You know, like... The, we were talking about whether this person is worthy of that or not. We weren't sure. Feels like maybe she is. Um, say all that to say, like, or is worthy of that, like the first time. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, right. This is like she's on the tip of everybody's tongue right now. Correct. Right. And that in two months, now, not will the it same. move the needle if they, AEW signs her? Yep. Don't know. I don't know. Don't know. Don't know. I'm with you. Uh, she most certainly won't be headlining the show unless something in this company significantly changes, right? Sure. Or unless they read the tea leaves elsewhere and say, oh, crap, we better do that. You know what I mean? Like, No, no, that's what I'm saying. Unless right. something in this company significantly changes with the way they book yep. the women's division, yep. Yep. she won't be headlining the show. No doubt. No <laughs> you know? Right, I got um, I, I, I to wrap yes. up here. No, we're good. Yeah, I got I to get going. Uh, was there something else that you needed to cover? Um, I think we covered all the relevant uh, AEW good, good stuff, good. right? Then let's wrap up. Let's do it. Uh, I have no idea what Aaron would be plugging. He would say, go to the Circa for something. And I might not keep plugging it if it means that we don't get to have him here. So we might stop that at some point <laughs> at the Aoster for old. him. Hey, dude. I mean, what are we supposed to say? You got to show up, right? He, he keeps trying to say, like, well, I could do nights. I'm like, I don't even know what time nights means to you. You live in Las Vegas. When is nights? Two in the morning? I can't do that. Yeah. Not available. We'll figure it out. Hopefully, we can make that work in the future. He's like, I can do Tuesdays. I'm like, the wrestling hasn't happened at that point. You think I'm watching live on Monday nights? No chance. Zero. No. It's no. not just that we're missing NXT and AEW at that point. It's that I haven't watched anything at all on Tuesday. And there's no world where I can commit to that, man. It's what it is. All right. What do you want to plug? Okay, so um, no new announcements this week, but we'll just plug some of the stuff coming up on um, Feb 4. We have G Love and Special Sauce and Donovan Frankenrider. On February 14th, we have Our Lady Peace. Yeah, we do. On uh, Feb 16, Mitchell Tenpenny, which is almost sold out. Uh, Warren Ziders on the 17th, which is also almost sold out. Highly Suspect on February 18th, which is on its way to selling out. Um, all those tickets are available at ramsheadlive.com. Follow us on uh, social media at ramsheadlive. Lots of new announcements coming up. Lots and lots and lots uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks. 
And uh, as always, I am at Brandon Linton on Twitter. It's really funny as I'm killing Aaron about all this, and I am definitely not going to be here next week. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am definitely missing next week. Are you on vacay next week? Yeah, I'm down in uh, down at Disney next week. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll I, have to. Aaron and I will have to do a uh, Zoom show. Yeah, I would love to tell you that I could try to hop on at some point, but I can't. I, there's, I will not have watched anything. There will be no wrestling that I will be watching, and I, who knows where I will be at what point next week. So. Uh, I will be out next week, but I'll be back the following week. I promise. This is just, this is not Aaron like up in the air forever. This is one week where I will not be available next week because I'll be at Disney. But in the meantime, at Glenn Clark Radio and GlennClarkRadio.com for me. Of course, at AJ Francis four one zero for him for Brandon for Aaron and for the main event. Vent. 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 AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jobbing out. I, I I still I'm sorry I have nothing. We got to do better at this. I blame myself. I bl- you know what? No, I blame Aaron.